and welcome to another episode of Kate Talk Strictly. Today I'm very excited to be joined by a special guest. She's toured the world as part of Burn the Floor, was an extra dancer in Strictly's 2019 musical week, was a regular guest on the Kevin Clifton show during the last Strictly season, and amongst many other things, a Burn Nation instructor. It's the lovely Lauren Oakley. Hello everybody, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Kate. Great to have you on. You're like my first guest who's actually been on Strictly. Really? Yeah. Oh right. my god, that's so exciting. I mean, I was only in, in on Strictly for one episode, but that still counts, right? Definitely. <laughs> so, how old were you when you began dancing? So, I just turned 30 this year. I had a lockdown birthday, lockdown 30th birthday, not how I thought my 30th birthday would go, but that's okay. Everyone's had a lockdown birthday by now because it's been one year, hasn't it? I've had Um, two. No way. When's your birthday? It was actually yesterday. So that was my second. Oh, yeah. You wrote on the Burn Nation chat that you had um, a voucher. Happy birthday for yesterday. I didn't know it was like yesterday. Ah, happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you. But anyway. So, yeah, sorry. I, I always get sucked. This is something about me. I always go off on a tangent. So if I go off on a tangent, just like push me back into place and I'll keep answering your question. So, yeah, I've just turned 30 and I've pretty much, I want to say I've been dancing since I was two. But my mom actually, my mom was a dan- is a dancer, was a dancer, a professional competitor and she danced a blackpool final and won with me in her belly <laughs> so i may have been dancing since i was a fetus <laughs> i mean that's just incredible <laughs> it's funny uh, but I, w- I did competitions properly like serious serious dancing from about seven wow so was it did you just start out doing like boring and latin was that the first style you did I think actually, I can remember when I was really, really little. I did always did Borum and Latin because mom taught me, but I also did ballet as well. You know, kind of like the route that everybody does when they're really little toddlers, they get good toes, naughty toes, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I kind of grew up doing lots of different bits and bobs, but always like my main thing was Borum and Latin. So did you always want to be a dancer when you were younger? Um, I didn't really know. I did. So when I was younger, I wanted to be a few different things. I wanted to be an archaeologist because I saw, yeah, random, right? I saw um, an article in a newspaper and they discovered a, wo- a woolly mammoth. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what made me want to be an archaeologist. I wanted to be a newsreader. Um, but I never saw myself like dancing as my job which is why I went to university and did um broadcast journalism which is a random fact that lots of people don't know about me that's really cool yeah so um yeah and then after I did that I tried to get a couple of jobs in the kind of media world and didn't really fit in and didn't really like it so thought I know I've been training for dancing my whole life maybe I'll try dancing and literally it was the best decision I ever made so um like when you were sort of younger how did you find like like balancing school and dance when you were maybe sort of my age uh really hard actually when I was younger than you 
I didn't know any different because when you're kind of really young, you don't have much of a social life apart from playing out the front. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing else. You don't go to like house parties and you don't, you're not allowed to go out on your own. So you're like limited to your garden. Mm. Um, so I would, I would, my dance partner lived in Liverpool. So I'd have to travel there straight from school three times a week. Mm. And then I would get back after midnight and go to school the next day. And this is like up until I was 12. Wow, I could not do that. I, I need my sleep, but I also wake oh up early. Gosh. Well, I think because I did it so young, I didn't know any different. And I would equip the car with like a pillow and a blanket and my teddy and like just sleep on the way back. Uh, but when I was, what? how old did you turn yesterday? 14. 14. I remember it was getting quite hard because I'd miss out on loads of stuff. Like... I wouldn't be able to go to like, I don't know, the cinema, you know, when you, when you can finally go to the cinema on your own or house parties when they started up, like I would miss out. I think I've been to like one teenage house party in my whole life. <laughs> I'm not, I've got to say, I've never really done that. So, well, to be honest, I've been a teenager throughout a global pandemic, so. Oh yeah, so you've got it all to come still. Yeah. <laughs> you got it all to look forward to so yeah it's quite hard to balance but somewhere inside of me like I knew I was good at dancing um not in an arrogant way just you know when you know something's for you mm. um and I knew still at that point in my life that it made me happy so I wanted to keep doing it anyway and I, I always felt like if I was to give up I would kind of be like cheating myself. It would be a bit of a waste. I should persevere because I knew that I was going to be good at it. Or yeah, I don't want that to sound like really arrogant. <laughs> How long did you compete for? I competed from when I, I'm really bad at math. So maybe you could do the math. I'll give you the ages. You can do okay. the math. Uh, from seven until 22. Okay. So that is... I'm, I'm in top What's 22 take away seven, right? 15, 15 years. Yeah, because three sevens are 21. There we go. There you go. We got there in the end. We're not maths people. Are you a maths person? I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm meant to be. I'm not very maths, but I'm a math teacher. I mean, I did put you under pressure. Sorry. I once said like two times four is like 17 or something weird. So, you know, <laughs> I have off days. That's all right. We all do. My, every day, every day is a maths off day for me. I'm terrible. <laughs> did you enjoy competitions? I did. So when I was really young, I did because it didn't feel competitive. I was just like doing a competition every week. And like when I was really little, I was like winning everything won the world championships, I won wow. international championships for years and years and years. And then when you get older, it gets a little bit more competitive and a little bit more difficult. So I was still doing really, really well. Like I was the top in the UK, but it was more difficult to win um, internationally. But I still enjoyed it. But then when I got a little bit older, I kind of, you know, when you get older, more insecurity set in. Mm-hmm. I say this to a 14 year old, it might not have happened to you yet, but yeah. I'm telling you now, when you get older, you have to fight to keep those insecurities away and remind yourself who you are and all, you've got it all to come. Um, <laughs> and when I got older, my insecurities set in a little bit, which didn't really help me in competitions because it's a really like tough 
kind of world, a tough atmosphere. Um, and it got to a point in the last few years of competing that I didn't enjoy it anymore. Um, I, and it was so confusing because I loved dancing and expressing myself so, 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 so much, but I didn't enjoy competing. So it was like this conflict in my head. Yeah. So I up until a point, yeah. I, I couldn't imagine like I do ballet I just couldn't imagine competing it I've had I have a few friends who sort of compete in dance and I just couldn't imagine like having it so judged if you know what I mean yeah it's like a lot of pressure and I don't know what it's like in ballet but in ballroom and latin it's like the judges it's down to their opinion so yeah you might have absolutely you might have heard us speak about this on the on kevin's podcast actually some judges they look for technique they want to see perfect technique but some judges they just want to be entertained you know so there's lots of different things that you need to be and it's so difficult to like find your path and trust that you're good at that so because like in ballet when i mean obviously i'm not very high level but like when we do um exams we get like we get marks for like technique in certain areas but then we have an overall like performance mark we have a mime mark and we have like marks for our classical and like character dances so it kind of yeah spreads out but it does depend on the examiner you have of which one yeah because i remember having one who it was my first proper one before when i was like not a younger one anymore and they weren't big on the they were more technical than like performance minute and that wasn't my best exam we'll say right right but my last one i i managed to kick someone in my ballet exam oh bottom. my goodness me did anybody notice um well the person i kicked did but, um, <laughs> but um, i'm hoping the, i mean the examiner didn't seem to notice when i looked at my mark and i'm like i really hope they didn't see that that's good that they, the examiner didn't notice. It happens. It happens all the time in burn the floor. We all kick each other and elbow each other and stuff. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I dance into walls a lot. Do you? Yeah, it's a thing. I like doing, doing <laughs> Do you just not know they're there because you're so in the zone? <laughs> like doing ballet at home, I just kick a load of furniture like every day. <laughs> Like that and I guess that's what you've been doing for the past year anyway, because we've all had to dance at home. I wonder how many people have like kicked a cabinet or something in the last year well actually do it when um in rhythm once when i was um doing proud mary i was a bit further along than i realized and when you like we put the arm up i whacked the lampshade ah like, oh, really <laughs> and then the light sort of goes like all wobbly and i'm like Oops. oh my goodness you're like disco 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 lights <laughs> i was like oh dear let's hope no one noticed that and let's hope everything's fine <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i think it's totally normal though mm. so we just mentioned like rhythm and burn nation of course burn nation yeah. comes from burn the floor so uh, yeah. when sort of how did you end up joining burn the floor so i went to watch the first ever burn the floor production in 1999 when i was eight years old oh wow yeah that it was um an arena tour at that point so it wasn't it didn't start in theaters it was like a full arena production my mum and her dance partner took me my mum and her dance partner have danced together since they were like six 
It's so nice. They're like best friends. Um, and they took me to watch it. And this was when um, Peter, who's our current producer and director, and Jason Gilkison, the creative director, I think that's his position, sorry if I'm wrong, um, were in Down the Floor. And uh, so that's the first time I watched it. But then I I was like eight, and then I didn't ever consider moving into Down the Floor until I was like 20. Um, and they came to London's West End in 2013, and this was at the Shaftesbury Theatre, and there was that they still had Kevin, Aliash, Karen, um, Jeanette, more pe more strictly people, uh, Robin and who else was it? it? Anyway, loads of strictly people still in Burn the Floor, and I auditioned on the stage one of the days, um, and I didn't get in. Oh, I didn't get in. They didn't. I, I didn't get in the first time, and I actually emailed Peter and I said, "I really need to be in this show. This is where I need to be. This feels so right. Tell me what to do um, to improve so I can be in the show." And she replied to me, gave me a list of things. She said, "I'm going to be really honest, but in your best interests, do this, and then come back in September and have a." a trial week with us and then I got in yay I mean obviously you <laughs> yeah that, that I love that that's really good that you obviously like um I've talked a bit before about just sending emails and stuff is such a good way to like get somewhere and I that's a great thing to do if you don't get in or get a job or whatever emailing to yeah. find out why what have you got to lose like if you if you really believe that you should be there and you really want it ask why why didn't i get the job or why didn't i get the part what can i do to make sure that i improve for next time because it's only it's only it's like self-development for you it's like using past experiences to make yourself better so what do you, i feel this is a really hard question but what is what do you love most about burn the floor Ah, it's really hard at the moment because because i haven't been doing it for so long there's so many things that I love about it that I miss. Um, I think the thing that I love the most about it is that it gives me a platform to express myself in my kind of most, in my truest form, if that makes sense, like in the way that's most true to me. Like when I, it gives me the ability to dance my soul. That's really deep. <laughs> But it's true, like, um, I'm not very good with words, so I can dance my emotions. Like, if I'm having an amazing day, I dance that way. If I'm having a day where I keep stubbing my toe on the sofa, like, and I'm annoyed, I, like, dance that way. It just lets me kind of express myself in ways that I can't with words. And then another thing is that, sorry, I have to add this in just to mention it. I know you said one, but just how amazing everyone is to work with, like being surrounded by that much talent every day kind of blows your mind. Like, whoa, these people are my friends. <laughs> I mean, like I've seen the odd um, like YouTube clip of it and it just looks incredible. And I can't wait to finally see it. I've been booked since year seven. And I no way. Can't wait to see it because I've, it's sort of something that I've known of for a while, 
but I like in every Strictly annual I was like there's this thing called burn the floor they keep saying since I was about six I've been reading about it because okay they always mention in like the prose pages from burn the floor I was like what's burn the floor and then when I'd start to watch okay mainly mainly videos of Kevin and burn the floor not gonna lie when I was younger yeah and yeah I can't wait to see it when we can um not that like Kevin's still amazing obviously but watching Kevin in burn the floor on Broadway I don't know if there's any clips of Broadway burn the floor um on YouTube is like whoa <laughs> it's insane he's so good I hope he doesn't listen to this because well I hope he does for you but if he hears me compliment him he'll get a big head <laughs> So what sort of, I mean, it's obviously, like, given you such, um, I, can't, I can't speak. I'm so bad. It's all right. But, like, um, just dance it instead. That's what I do. If I can't speak, I just dance it. But then that won't really translate into a podcast. But it's okay. <laughs> so it's obviously given you lots of opportunities. But, like, what, what are some main things that it's really allowed you to do? Uh, like my biggest achievements with Burn the Floor. So there's a long list of things that uh, you don't mind me listing them, do you? I'll just reel them off. So uh, one thing that I've always been passionate about is traveling the world. So Burn the Floor has allowed me to literally travel the world. I've been and seen so many different cultures and lots of different people and different audiences and different food and different landscapes and it's different hotel rooms. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. So it's allowed me to travel the world. Um, I've also like one of my biggest like wow moments was when um, I was in the cast for the Peacock Theatre Sadler's Wells, which is just off West End. It's not classed as West End, but it's still like around London's West End and it's Sadler's Wells as well, which was like, wow. And that was a big moment for me. And then we also performed um, in the Sydney Opera House. Wow. One night only, yeah, which was pretty amazing. And just like performing all the most amazing like venues around the world, it's so cool. And meeting people and obviously like leading on to other things like being able to perform on Strictly and doing the, um, do you, do you remember the Remembrance Day, BBC Remembrance Day thing at the Albert Hall? I got to perform on that because of my contacts that I've met through Burma Floor as well, which was incredible for the royal family. How cool. Um, so, yeah, loads of things. So what's your, like, do you have a, like, favourite place you've performed? Oh, it's so, so, so difficult because, believe it or not, every country that you go to the audience is completely different like there's a different vibe in the room um when one place that all burn the floor dancers want to perform is in japan I've because heard yeah it's pretty cool um our japanese fans are so supportive the noise that you get like you feel like an actual rock star so that's really cool. I love performing in Japan. It's really tiring. You have such a hectic schedule. You have, so when, when I say double, I mean a double show in one day. So you have like one, five days is like double, 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 single, double. Wow. And then and each show is like two hours and it's so full on, but something about the buzz and the energy in the theater just, 
even if you're tired, you just go. It's mad. Um, and you know what? I loved performing in Birmingham at home on the UK tour in 2019 because, like, at the end, I didn't feel anything like before the show, but at the end of the show, we all stood up at the front of the stage in our lineup. And I just had this like overwhelming emotion over me. Like, I've never performed in a professional production where people have bought tickets to come and see me because I'm at home. It was like actually amazing. Little old Birmingham. <laughs> that must just be incredible. It was. I was very proud. And so, so how much do you miss it at the moment? You've already spoken, but... Uh, quite a lot. Burn Nation has given me, like, a good um, outlet, keeping me connected to, um, you know, a support network of dancers, but also we found a new family in our Burn Nation, people that come to our classes as well. Exactly. Uh, but I'm, I do miss being on the stage so much. Like, some days... I get really emotional because do you know how I was saying earlier, like it's a way for me to express myself if I don't have the words. Mm. I haven't been able to do that for a year and like it kind of builds up inside. It's quite overwhelming and it only happens every now and again, but it's like I'll watch, I'll watch a little video to remind myself and then I'd like well up because I'm sad that I can't do it. And it also like, hit me the other day. So my dance partner in Bernflot, who is the most amazing dancer, by the way, um, he lives in Italy. And I, I haven't had the chance to dance with somebody, like with him in contact, because but forum and Latin dancing is the most special part about it is that it's with a dance partner. And I haven't had that connection with him now for over a year. And it's just like, rubbish really it's mm. rubbish <laughs> but can you imagine like that first show back when you just get <gasps> to do it all over again i think i'll cry all the way through the show first of all i'll be really unfit <laughs> and second of all i'm just gonna cry the whole way through the show i think i just i just can't wait to get back in the theater <laughs> me to anybody that goes to any show but their first one back is going to experience something really special because performers are really gonna leave it all on the stage in that first show because actually because you, you did a, a couple of nights with um evening and with kevin and joanne which was like a social distance show what was it like doing yeah that? i was i have um a few friends who went who said that was amazing and i'm so gutted that that got cut short because again i was like no oh no way um we got five shows in there four days because one of them was a double um it was really good it was such a good atmosphere because we could feel that people wanted to be entertained and people wanted that escapism. Is that how you say it? Or do you say escapi uh, escapism? That's, that sounds right. I sound like Dory if I try and say it the other way. You know, Dory from Finding Me. <laughs> well, I'm, never, I'm not a big film person. Anyone that listens to this, if you know Dory saying escape, uh, message me. Um, we were all a bit like, we wonder how it's going to be with a socially distanced audience because, like, audience um, theatres were at 30% capacity. 
so we were like is it going to be really quiet is it going to be like you know the tumbleweed like <laughs> flows across and we weren't we weren't they weren't allowed to shout like because you're know, in a theater you go like Woo! and clap your hands then they weren't allowed to like shout because of spreading germs so it was just like but actually like there was such a vibe and such a buzz in the room because people really needed it and really wanted that entertainment and then we went into lockdown 2.0 but we tried we did it for we did it for all the performers we did it for all the dancers we got five out there and we hope everyone that did manage to come had a good time yeah like i've got like i know a couple of people who went and they just say it was just as the best show did it feel different to like a usual show or did it give like similar vibes or was it different it felt different but not not bad like first of all it felt different for me personally because i'm used to performing with a full cast of at least 12 dancers yeah um but because of the restrictions and etc etc this show was like me and kevin joanne and giorgio so for me on that level it felt different that i wasn't it didn't feel like a kind of normal burn the floor show um and it felt different because we were in the middle of a pandemic so it was really strange because like every theater we had to go into we had to have our temperature taken wash our hands constantly wear a mask until you're pretty much in the wing you know it was like quite strange but it felt like we had a purpose mm. so was it, it was nice was that was that the first like socially distanced tour yeah that's and probably so the last <laughs> that's so cool though because you were like one of the only socially distant shows to go ahead yeah and we did travel like a little bit so it was it could definitely it's definitely classed as a tour that's just that's just really cool i was like when they announced it i was like oh my god and then i came home from school and i checked instagram lauren's doing it and I was like, Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, um, i'm gonna move on to um strictly now so in 2019 you were an extra dancer in musical week now um if pe people listen at home if you haven't listened to my third episode i talked to my friend christina and we were just it's about 40 minutes of us obsessing over musical week um <laughs> which it's honestly my favorite week so when where, how did that once again how did that come about you know what it was so random right in september 2019 i got married i decided i was going to take at least till christmas off from burn the floor because my husband's from Argentina. We spent like five years doing the long distance thing. I met him on a cruise ship whilst I was performing in Burn the Floor. Um, he was a waiter on the cruise ship. Um, so I decided that I was going to have some time off, be in the UK, because normally I'm like never in the UK. But a couple of jobs came up, as in I, the Remembrance Day job that I told you about. Mm. Um, I had to go to Miami just for a week to do some thing for Burn the Floor. Um, before, actually, before I flew to Miami, my dance partner, Alberto, who I was telling you about, who lives in Italy, he was asked to do Blackpool that year, strictly Blackpool. So I went along to watch and like went to the after party and like asked around, like, I really want to do this too. Like, if there's any opportunities, let me know. I'd really, really, really love Strictly so much. I'd love to be involved. I'm in the UK this year because normally I'm not there to, to do it. Um, and then I, we, we literally 
um, flew the morning after Blackpool night, me and Albie flew to Miami. And whilst I was in Miami, I got an email through saying, we'd love you to be part of Musicals Week in, I can't remember how many weeks it was until that. Can you do it? And I was like, oh my God, yes, straight away. And that's how it came about. I mean, you were in, I believe, every dance. <laughs> yes, it was so crazy. <laughs> but talk about when you th think Musicals Week, but when you think 2019, Series 17 Musical Week, that the dances in that show, I mean, Karim and Amy's jive, which has gone down in Strictly history, like those dances are incredible. <laughs> amazing i feel so privileged to be part of it as well so what was the re like rehearsal process like because i've always wondered this because you're dancing for what six no was it five that year five i think that year so five, five yeah yeah um like when do you learn it how do you spread your time between the different couples when do you learn the choreography and everything so you get about i'm gonna say two or three i can't quite remember a couple of hours with each um couple you get sent the schedule for the week and it's like tuesday you're at sylvia young and you've got uh chris and karen was it chris and karen yeah and karim and amy followed by each other and then you're done for the day so then you go home wednesday you've got no one thursday you've got emma and anton and I can't, uh, Neil and Alex, and then there was some, who was the other one? Um, Calvin Sorry, it was such a long time ago. Sorry? Yes, Calvin and Oti. And then, so you've got a few hours with each um, couple, and then on Friday already, you go into the studio, and wow. you have to, yeah, you have to like dance it all out in the studio in case they need to like change any choreography or mm. any set or so they can understand where their cameras go in at different parts and you kind of like map it out in the studio um, and that takes kind of like all day um, but it's funny because the couples come in and do their bit and everything they need to do and then they leave but as a backing dancer you're kind of there all day because you're in everything mm. um, and then Saturday you're obviously in from like really early in the morning so, um, so you're in every dance, and that brings us on to a feature that I like to call that time. Insert snazzy music here in the editing process. Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll pretend dance to it. dance that week and it was you know it's quarterfinal quite a few tens being um thrown about so today's start time question is how many tens were given out for the dances you performed in how much time have i got to think about this um th there's no time limit but obviously you know the quicker the better i'm gonna say 10. 10. What's the thought process behind that? What are you thinking? I feel like Karim and Amy got four tens. I feel like uh, Calvin and Oti would have got four tens. Oh, your face. <laughs> and I feel like 
Emma should have got two tens. She might not have thinking back now. I'm saying it out loud, but I think she should have because I think she was amazing. So I, I'm I'm not I'm going to keep you in suspense, and I'm going to reveal the answer later on in the episode. No way. Uh... Do you know what my excuse is? Anyway, do you know what my excuse is? Because I was in all five, because I was in all five dances, those quick changes were like full on. So I mm. couldn't really listen. Okay, yeah. That's my excuse. Well, yeah, like quick change. How did that, how did that work? You literally like, you, you run off through the audience. You don't see it. Cause you know the bit at the end when it's like they finish the dance and then the camera comes in and they hug in and we all hug them. We run off through the audience and we've got like a little like hidden bit with chairs and you've got about three people. Like you kind of like strip off um, and then like do as much as you can while someone's doing your hair, someone's doing your buttons up at the back, someone's toweling you off, like someone's doing up your shoelaces. It's like full on. So, which is strictly something you'd be interested in doing in like the future? Yeah, hundred percent. I would absolutely love to be on Strictly. I think it would be so cool, like to um, be like a normal kind of like English girl who can do that glitz and glam of Strictly as well. Uh, I feel like I would really kind of represent everybody um, that watches. I'd love to just be involved with like the best show on the TV, um, doing something that I love doing. Strictly sign Lauren up. I think I believe the campaign has been officially started by Kevin. That's it. Oh, I think he did. He did say it in one of the podcasts, didn't he? <laughs> he did. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I 100% be voting. Be really? Like, Let's yeah, start a hashtag. Yeah, we need we need a hash, hashtag Lauren for Strictly. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Honestly, though, that would I I you'd be incredible. I'd love. To I would you. love it so much because I just think that it's just so magical. Like it's just such a magical show, and it brings people together, and it provides some kind of like escape on a Saturday night, and you know, it just I love it so. It's just so, the the best show. I mean, I literally cannot remember life without Strictly. <laughs> That's probably because you were zero when it started, though, isn't it? Yeah, I was. I was, <laughs> six, I was six months old in the fifth series. Okay, that's why you can't remember life without it because you didn't exist before yeah, it. I mean, literally, it, I've literally been part of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. My mum was like watched it, so I sort of grew up like watching it and stuff. And then yeah. I must have been about. I, I was six when I got my first like strictly annual and DVD. So like Oh really? Yeah. And there's like we found my um used to have like news books when I was in year one and two. And you'd write yeah. them on the weekend and we found one when I was in year one, so I was five years old. And it was me writing about watching um series ten of strictly, so two thousand and twelve strictly at the weekend. Yeah. And how I wanted Lewis Smith or Danny Harmer to win. I remember that season. My friend at university was absolutely obsessed with Lewis Smith. <laughs> See, obviously, because Danny Harmer's Tracy Beaker, I obviously don't knew who she was. But yeah, wait, is the return of Tracy Beaker come back yet? Yeah, the um, it was like a month ago or something that they had the the one. I, I've got to say, I did watch that. I don't watch much CBBC anymore, but I did have to watch that, and I feel quite a lot of people. Uh, it. Go, I need to catch up on that. 
<laughs> it's weird because I did I did read the book and it's it's a bit different, but like it's still like true to the book, but it's okay it's a lot quicker than the book. I um was it still Jacqueline Wilson? Mm. I grew up like reading all of Jacqueline Wilson's books. Told you I'd go off on a tangent, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. But fun fact, when I was seven, I met Jacqueline Wilson with my best friend. We went to one of No seven. way! Yeah. I we used went... to love her. Just quickly, I know I'm going off on a tangent, feel free to edit it out. But what was your favourite um, Jacqueline Wilson book? Oh, see, I was always, I liked Hetty Feather. Okay. That, that but, um... I don't know. See, I've still got... You know like, what my favourite was? Which one? The Illustrated Mum. I haven't read that one. It's one of the things that I have I think read. that's an old school one. It's a proper old school one because I read it when it first came out. You have to read it. It's so cool. I mean, you're probably a bit old for Jacqueline Wilson now, but still read it anyway. <laughs> you'll you'll fly those, through it now. It's like, I feel Jacqueline Wilson's such a comfort, like, but yeah. I do like, occasionally go back and read them and I'm like... Yeah. I love how we've got from Strictly to Jacqueline Wilson. Sorry, that's my fault. Always going off on a tangent. I'm, I'm so bad at it. I'm like, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's totally sure about that. If we, if we move on to talk a bit about Burn Nation, I've, I've mentioned in my first episode when I had Ella on, we did talk a bit about Burn Nation. But for anyone who doesn't know what Burn Nation is, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, so one thing. So... First of all, Burn Nation is an online platform where we, there are classes such as dance fitness classes, high intensity interval training classes, um, dance classes, stretch classes, TikTok classes, like all sorts of classes that one thing that people don't know about Burn Nation is that it was born from Burn the Floor, but it's not run by Burn the Floor. It's actually run by the dancers of Burn the Floor. So as you know, this year, Dancers and performers haven't had any work. We've kind of been a little bit forgotten about um, by the government. So we've had to try and find ways to keep moving, keep working, um, keep everything rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> that's from what, for anyone listening, that's from like one of the routines. <laughs> um, and we decided to set up this platform um, designed by the dancers for people who love dance. And it's not for people who know how to dance or in particular, it's for everyone. Um, yeah, that's it really. So you've spoken a bit about where the idea came from, but like sort of when, so I saw like in the first lockdown on Instagram, you had like all the burn the floor dancers were like doing like Zoom calls and everything. Yeah. When did the idea sort of start to form? So as soon as the first lockdown was announced, we were all in the UK, um, in London, rehearsing for what was going to be the 2020 tour with Kevin and Joanne. Um, and we all got sent home, middle of rehearsals. And when we all finally got home and got settled and got over the fact that this pandemic lockdown wasn't going to last for just two weeks, <laughs> one year down the line, um, we uh, would get together about three times a week and someone would warm us up, someone would take a stretch session and someone would do either abs or a dance session, which is kind of what our warm-up is before a show anyway. That's how we warm up before a show. We warm up for like a whole hour before a show all together. Um, we would we were meeting three times a week on Zoom to do that, and we thought, wouldn't it be really cool if we invited people to come and join in with us? Because what we have is really special. What we have at Burn the Floor is really special. We're such a team. It would be great. Now we've got the time 
to show people what we do? So the classes you take, so you do rhythm and you yes. do um, other like Saturday dance classes as well. As, yeah. Um, so, oh, go on. Sorry, I thought you were asking me about it. Well, I am. I am. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so rhythm was the um, the first um, foundation class. I actually, you've actually, you're actually the only instructor that I've ever had lessons um, like a class with. I'm trying to. I do feel some, privileged. Although um, Tasha is convincing me to do Savage. So we'll see how. <gasps> Good luck. I'm trying a few more over the next um, couple of weeks, but um, yeah, like, um, what am I trying to say? But basically, um, can you explain a bit about like rhythm as a concept? Because yeah. I love, I love doing rhythm. It's such, it's so okay. So rhythm is a dance fitness workout, and it's basically the structure of it is. We do a little warm up. We do three dances, have a 40 second water break, three dances, a 40 second water break, another three dances, and then you're done. And we have a little cool down at the end. Um, in my rhythm class, all it is for me is about having fun. Because I think when you're having fun and when you let loose, you actually put more into the workout than what you realize and you have fun doing it. And you're actually doing like proper not intimidating, not difficult, but proper basic ballroom and Latin steps. So you're learning to dance along the way. Um, you can have your camera on, you can have your camera off, what, however you feel you're going to get the best out of the workout. But what's really cool as well is that a lot of the numbers are um, songs from Burn the Floor. So there's some Burn the Floor choreography in there as well. Now, for anyone listening that's thinking about coming to Rhythm, I say burn the floor choreography, don't be scared. It's not like a full on difficult routine. Kate can vouch for me here. Like they're friendly routines for everybody, aren't they? But you do learn like, you know, your kickball changes, your triple steps, your time steps, you know, um, proper Borum and Latin uh, steps, but you, we put them into fun workout form. Because it is really, I mean, I, I think I did my first class, it was like end of November, beginning of December, I think is when I did like my first one. I remember I was really scared beforehand. Um, but Were you? Yeah, I was terrified. I remember I was, at, um, I was, we'd lost our heating for like ages and we'd only just got it back. I remember before my first one, but um, it is so... I, I didn't expect it to be so easy to pick up. It's like we do like a bit of a steps breakdown beforehand, but then when you do the, um, I didn't realize that I'd just be able to sort of pick up. Yeah, sometimes I go wrong. Sometimes I kick a bit of furniture, but it's just, <laughs> it's so fun. And um, we, have a, we have a nice little group. We have, when we have new people and stuff, but yeah, it's so many different people of different ages do it as well. Yeah, it's really like open to everybody and people, all different ages, all different walks of life. Like people love it because it's literally like, if I had to explain it, it's about letting loose to the music. It's all about what the music makes you do and how the music makes you feel um, when you're dancing. And then like, we call it a workout class because actually you've had a workout, but I say it all the time, but you haven't even realized. Mm. Like I finish and I'm dripping. <laughs> My, my mum always says you don't when I do like after selfies you don't look sweaty enough <laughs> I think it's just the light because I am yeah I told you the secret get in front of a light so the sweat shines 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I'd say anyone listening who's been thinking about it or looking into it, definitely, definitely give it a go because it is just, it's just so feel good. Most lovely people. It's like shout out to Wednesday Rhythm Crew listening. I know some of them. Like I, t- I tend to do the Wednesdays, but um, yeah, it just makes you feel so happy after. So I've had quite a few. I've had a few weeks off, but I can't wait to get back to it. So it's just that that feeling afterwards. And I always sleep really yeah the night um like the night after as well. And do you know what it is for me? So I have to say, as an instructor, sometimes if you've been having a a flat day or a down day, as we all have in through lockdown and through the last year. To be responsible to lift everyone else's mood is sometimes really like before the class, I'm like, okay, I have to really like get into the frame of mind now because I want to make everyone else feel really good. But as soon as people in Zoom start coming into that, uh, the countdown, you know, when there's like 15 minutes to go and people start joining early and dancing along to that waiting room music, all of a sudden I see everyone and it it just takes me there. I'm like so ready to go and I'm so ready to just put everything in, into that class. I love it. It's the best time. The pre-class sort of whatever, when we just, we're all just like living our best lives, dancing to the music. And in the chat, the chat's crazy busy as well. And everyone's like taking the mick out of each other. <laughs> yeah, love it. It's so fun. It's just like, you see everyone, you're like, let's, it's like, I'm always singing. I'm, I'm the one who's you can just see sing. <laughs> yeah, I can always see you singing, especially if it's George Ezra. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> George Ezra. Um, what is, if you had, uh, I'm putting you on the spot again with naming your favourite thing, but what is your, like, one, like, one favourite thing about Burn Nation, if you could only say one thing? How it's given us the time and the chance to be more connected with people that would come and watch Burn the Floor. So normally like we tour and like love to meet the audience afterwards and um, people that love to dance, but don't dance like for a living like us. But Burn Nation has given us the chance to share the love with people who love to dance, but also like stay connected with them um, because we've, we have the time to do that and we've built relationships with new friends and it's just kept us all going through the last year hasn't it yeah it's just it's such a lovely group like we have um we have a wednesday rhythm chat and stuff and yeah a group and everything it's just so many different people but then you're all you all have the same love for something which is another thing that i love about strictly and the whole strictly community and stuff i've been part yeah. of I've been a Strictly fan for a while, but it's actually a year since I like properly like joined the community, and the amount of friends and stuff I've like met through, like Strictly and Burn Nation is just incredible. Lovely, and like not just friends that you would expect to have, like people your age at school, like lots of different types of people, which are the best friends to have because you can learn so much from so many different types of people. Definitely. I've just got such like an array of friends from different areas. Now, it's just come to the time where we're going to reveal um, the stat time answer. So, I think I got it wrong. 
So you said, uh, I asked you how many tens were given out for the dances that you performed in. You said ten. Yeah. Now, I can reveal that. So in Musicals Week 2019, Karim and Amy got four tens. They, that was the first Ooh. full 40 of the series, well overdue. Kelvin and Oti got three tens. Oh. But Damn it. Emma and Anton got three tens. So, so what does that mean? I got ten. Ten. No way. You got it right. I didn't, you know, right. For everyone listening, Kate sent me a message two days ago just saying, this is kind of what I do in my podcast. I'm going to do a little quiz to ask you your to ask you something about Strictly. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm gonna have to research everything about Strictly. Obviously I didn't, because I didn't have time, because I was doing Burnage and stuff. I really didn't expect to get it right, and I got it right. So far, none of my guests have got it wrong. <gasps> oh my God, I'm so impressed with myself. Strictly, sign me up. There we go, this is what, hashtag Lauren for Strictly, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's so funny. So, Congratulations, you got it right. We're yet to have someone get that time wrong. No way. So what? I, need, I need a gold star. <laughs> it's, I mean, like so many, I remember messaging my friend I had on last time. She was like, I'm really, really scared. And what, once again, she was like, I think I know. Um, she guessed something and she didn't quite have what, the reason behind it right, but she still got it right, if you know what I mean. Oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's like, um, I was almost spot on. I got the number right, but not who got what. Mm. Well, I mean, there we go. The question was only the number. So I, I was listening. I'm like, yes, Karim and Amy. I'm like, no, not, not Kelvin. And then when you said uh, Karim, I'm like, oh, she's got it. And then I've got to remain straight face. Like, yeah, that was a challenge for you as well, I bet. I'm like, like I not I, showing anything. I'm just like, mm. I'll just be like. <laughs> <laughs> you did a really good job of it by the way, keeping straight face. You should have hidden behind your teddy bear notebook. I know, this is my, I have to post this. <laughs> yeah, you should. Oh, it looks really cute. Shout out to <laughs> my friend Molly got it for me. But um, It's really cute. Thank you. <laughs> but anyway, that sort of brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing chatting to you. And um, go follow lauren on instagram if you don't already i believe at lauren may oakley i believe correct and then follow burn nation at burn at burn nation underscore on instagram if you have a look at their website i believe it's www.burn-nation.com yes there we go yeah gold star for you We got a gold star each now. There you go. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope to see everyone listening out there in another episode of Kate's Talk Strictly very soon. Bye. Thanks for having me. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I had a lovely time chatting to Lauren. And actually, since recording, I did try out Savage, which I did mention, um, which is another one of Burn Nation's many classes. And I actually really enjoyed it. So if you haven't checked out Burn Nation, make sure to give it a go. It's amazing. And I hope to see you soon in another episode. Bye.